You're listening to Meet Cute and Mistletoe, the podcast celebrating the best of the worst Christmas romantic comedies. <laughs> the more outlandish, the better. So grab a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa and cozy up with us while we discuss this week's Meet Cute. Hey guys, we're your hosts. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kelly. This week, we watched Married by Christmas, a modern movie that dares to ask what would happen if you pitted two sisters against each other to inherit a family business by snagging herself a man. By Christmas? (laughs) Uh, This movie is currently available to watch on Hulu, as well as for free on Peacock streaming and on IMDb TV, which apparently you can access from Amazon Prime and is free like with having just having to watch commercials so like basically this movie is everywhere right now (laughs) Um, there are no excuses if you want to watch it at least in the united states so if you want to watch there's a way (laughs) and for new listeners who don't already know the game we also like to play our own version of meet cute bingo as we watch and discuss these movies to see just how many classic holiday rom-com tropes we can spot along the way. Before we get started, let's lay out the rules of the game. If you haven't already done so and feel like playing along, go to our website and download a bingo card for free because we love you cuties. It's at meetcuteandmistletoe.com or follow the links on Twitter at mcmistletoepod and all other social at meetcuteandmistletoe. Play along as you watch the movie on your own time. We'll be calling out any tropes we notice while we discuss. But first, every viewing party also needs a good treat. So Kelly's going to share what she dreamed up special to go (laughs) along with this week's movie. For this week's treat, I challenged myself to create Ethan's Bouche de Noel groom cake made with, quote, chocolate flavored love, which was pitched by (laughs) Katie's pastry chef friend, Abby, who's in charge of making their wedding cakes, I guess. Our version is gluten free and vegan so that Lindsay and I can both enjoy them at home and made with delicious peppermint buttercream with a rich chocolate ganache. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also made aquafaba meringue mushrooms that even forager ethan would appreciate check out the recipe and adorable photos on our website at meetcuteandmistletoe.com they melt in your mouth it's so good (laughs) they're good right yes melt in your mouth so delicious my favorite thing that you've made so far thank you so good okay so now that we've got our bingo cards out and our yule logs in hand let's dive into this plot which is Thick. (laughs) Thicker than that ganache. Thicker than that. I don't even know how that's possible. Act one. Love is in the air, but so is the swine flu. (laughs) We are immediately introduced to Carrie Tate, a modern working woman, which we know because she lives in an extremely modern house and wears an extremely modern working outfit both of which are very stylish, by the way. Uh, She also immediately tells her adorably chipper assistant, Zelda, that her sister is clearly about to get engaged, but she's personally too focused on work to care. So in case the title hasn't already given too much away, now we know that we're in the 
workaholic finds love by Christmas trope (laughs) type of variety of movie. So buckle in, cuties. (laughs) Oh, and in case the literal close-up shots of fruits and veggies on the walls hadn't given it away, we also learned that she works for a food distribution family business. So first I want to just take us back a little bit here. Mm Wow. Wow. That is a very modern house yeah. with a very colorful outside and, like, zero color inside. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? <laughs> I think, yeah, it's adorable, but then that, it's like, you know, the outside doesn't match the inside. And At all. Kind of, like, clearly this was used for external shots only. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Know. Yeah, it didn't. I just didn't feel that it was the mm-hmm. same house at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was, like, bright pink, and I didn't feel that she would have bought that house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. It did seem like a cool house, though. I would have yeah. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, the close-up individual shots of fruits and vegetables as wall art. <laughs> I was dying. Also, because... They didn't want to spend any additional money on, like, frames no, <laughs> or anything. And it looked like they were just printed out and, like, taped up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, mm, okay, that's so interesting. <laughs> it was also, like, every few feet. It was, right. Like, every square inch of the walls that were covered in, like, just one shots of, like, apple <laughs> cantaloupe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, as a food stylist, Cal, and, like, someone who has, yeah, made food, <laughs> styled it, photographed it, <laughs> like, and been paid to do so, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it kind of seems like they're, like, they had different like personalities like it didn't seem cohesive at all yeah um and then like some of them look like warhol knockoffs yes i noticed that too very weird just stick with that then right yeah with one look and then some look like like i don't know headshots of apples it's so apple headshots I do appreciate the pops of bright color in the office, though. Yeah, yeah. Interior designer Lindsay, what do you think about Carrie's office? Okay, I loved it. I was actually really taken mentally down a road Mm -hmm. by, I was really distracted by (laughs) the, um, the like drawer set that was behind her that was hot pink. It was like white, but then with the hot pink uh, accents behind it. It made me think, they used an already existing office. Yeah. And then they went and put a bunch of things up mm-hmm, it on mm-hmm. walls throughout them. Yeah. And uh, because this is a little bit of a detour, but I liked that they had a lot of the, for her mm-hmm. character, like her Christmas decor look was more of the like white with bright colors, yes. like white with pink and like super. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was pretty cohesive in terms of like her house. Also, even though it was plain inside, it was like white, and then yes. you have the external hot, like hot colors, and yeah. then same thing in her office. So I know I think I they did a pretty little... good job of kind of tying that together. Yeah, making it seem like this is her style. Yeah, she likes modern looking stuff. It's sure. like definitely the idea that they were going She's with. A I got modern that. woman. Yes, I got that very loud and clear yes. from the looks of like her home, herself, <laughs> her like Christmas decor yes. look. So I was like, okay, I get it. You get it. <laughs> 
Great Jerry yeah. is modern. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I was dying over just the fact of like why why like every three steps is there another individual picture so of weird. like a squash. <laughs> Imagine if that's what you had to look at every day. Well it reminded me of when we were at you know oh, God. the publishing company that shall not be named. Yeah. And they decided to put up some artwork eventually after maybe that was even after you weren't there anymore but they similarly did the same kind of idea where it was like white background and it was just like here's a picture of this Mm. (laughs) it's just like okay you have no actual interest in your photography here now that we've got the family business well and great out of our minds, uh-huh. <laughs> cut to the family Thanksgiving where her older sister announces that, surprise, she's engaged and getting married on Christmas Eve. I have no idea why so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, to her food foraging truffle vendor. <laughs> and I just have to say, I love the quirky details in this weird movie. Me too. Like, they didn't have to throw that in there, yeah. but they did. And everybody totally owned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Sure. He's a food forager. Yeah. Um, and then also like the weird little like asides and stuff in this script. Mm-hmm. Everybody totally owned it. So speaking of fun little script moments, uh, the the dad, I've always loved your warm turducken, darling. Oh my god. <laughs> I was dying over that moment. (laughs) Um, I kind of rather love the casting and the acting in this family. Agreed. To me, they were a believable family dynamic. So, yeah. yeah. It felt refreshing considering some of these other movies we've watched. Oh, my gosh. You don't have a a father-daughter dynamic. And, like, you don't have a mother-son dynamic. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't have a sister dynamic. In this movie, I felt like... Yes, all of you people seem like gel together. Yes. Yeah. And the people can actually act, which was so refreshing. <laughs> Don't ask for too much, but it was so refreshing. Yes. <laughs> Weird plot, great script and uh and uh acting. <laughs> Anyways, Unfortunately, this is where the quirky script goes (laughs) off the rails and the good casting needs to rely on decent actors to pull off the amazing feats of acting prowess because it turns out that their kooky grandmother who owned the family food distribution business never foresaw female folk being able to do newfangled things like, oh, I don't know owning a family food distribution Hmm. business, you know, using their brains for anything other than running a family household. Um, And so the grandmother's will stipulates that the company will go to the husband of whichever daughter marries first. Cool. 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 No surprise, this goes over exactly how that you would think. Um, Carrie is crushed. She just got finished saying how the family company is her baby and her boyfriend and Mm -hmm. other weird things. And her sister Katie immediately says that they will, of course, give the company to her because she's earned it and deserves it and wants it. And after all, Katie has successfully, um, like, run a restaurant Mm -hmm. that she loves. But freaking Ethan, the fiance, Uh, like, interjects immediately. Yes. Like, what were your thoughts on that vibe? I was like, red freaking flag. Right? 
no matter how cute he is. Yeah, which he was. He was really cute. Very cute, very cute. Not not into blondes, very cute. Very cute guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, no, red flag. And he's like, well... Um, let's think no, about let's this. Let's think about nothing is set in stone. And then she was like, actually, everything is set in stone, Ethan. <laughs> Come on, bro. Everything about him from the get, that get-go, I was just like, oh, oh, way to make a terrible first impression yeah, in this family that you just... future family, yeah. sister-in-law and, you know, mom and dad-in-law. Like, read that room. Yeah, bro. The whole thing just... Struck me very badly. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not think he came off well. No. And I immediately set me on edge with him. Mm-hmm. And then made me, like, immediately dislike this sister. Which I love that actress. Yes. Um, uh, April Bilby. Yes. I'm trying to remember. What is it? Drop Dead Diva. Drop Dead Diva. So I was trying love to remember her. the name of that show. Yes. So great. She acted great in this movie. But, I love that actress. But, yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh. I don't know about this. Mm. Well, then I like how the dad was like, let her, you know, you know, let her talk this out. Like she, yeah. you know, like I was like, yay, a supportive father, like backing his daughter up. Yeah. That's great to see. Yeah. Um, Stay out of it, man. Who's not even in the family. Yes. Yet. You made me laugh though with that scene. How like Carrie's freaking out, right? And yeah. she grab and she's like, "Okay, okay, well, we'll just think whatever." And then she grabs like the two like the like stuffed and anim- like stuffed ornaments of yes. like the Mrs. Claus. God and- forbid and Mr. that Claus. Mrs. Claus is above <laughs> Mr. Like, Claus. Excellent comedic comedy, like just like that acting was like literally made me laugh out yeah. loud. She's like, "Would it want Mrs. Claus to get <laughs> any ideas about taking over the business?" Oh, that was so good. It was really good. Yeah, speaking of, I like that scene with when they're in the coffee shop and they're like brainstorming about their, you know, their upcoming meeting with a client and they both have coffee cups from the barista that incorrectly spelled their names like Mark with a Q, which yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. her name was K O C A R R Y, like yeah, Carrie yeah. Carrie. <laughs> and that just made me laugh because that's such a thing. And it's yeah. just like really cute little clever writing. Yeah. And like, I just have had many times had my name butchered. Well, Kelly is a really tough one. It's really hard, but (laughs) trust me, it's been butchered and I don't know how. It was hilarious. Yes. Also, I felt like they were believable father-daughter dynamic in that scene. For sure. Again, thank you. Mm -hmm. Good writing. For this axe bingo, we've got a workaholic and Carrie, Obvi. Obvi. The Tate family tree decorating together on Thanksgiving night. Holiday proposal, because essentially Katie and Ethan announced that they're getting married yeah, on Christmas yeah. Eve. Unreasonable boss is unreasonable. I'd have to say the boss is inevitably the grandmother That's who a very good point. put it in the her like will or whatever that... Um, her antiquated lifestyle demands, you know, are haunting them from the grave. I feel like this is <laughs> as unreasonable as it gets yes. for a couple of feminists. Absolutely. Like us watching this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so in the going into the next act, I've titled it Zelda, we have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we open right on 
to Carrie and her dad meeting with a lawyer who's representing a Napa vineyard that they're looking to downside and downsize and take over or something. Like, I mildly care about the business mm-hmm. workings in these movies enough just to make sure that the major plot points make sense. But, yeah. like, that's about it. <laughs> um, I can never, like, bring myself to really pay attention to them. Uh, this is supposed to be Carrie's first big project that she's going to run on her own, though. And I just have to wonder, like, shouldn't she have already been doing that for a while before her dad started heading toward retirement? That seemed really odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um But this is the big meet-cute of the movie, the lawyer Dylan Courtney, which just got me all of a sudden thinking in this, like, side note where if they did get together and she took his name, her name would be Carrie Courtney. Mm. And all of a sudden I was like, nope, I don't like that. (laughs) Like, Carrie Courtney. I was just like, can we make a script edit (laughs) and change somebody's name here? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so Mr. Courtney, uh, Dylan, is basically a total ass up front in this meeting. And the meeting does not go well. He rejects their offer. She rejects this handshake. It's all pretty unprofessional, and it's clear now that we also have a haters to lovers type of story ahead of us as well. Um, Okay, I also need to make an aside that Zelda the Assistant is, like, totally the best. I love her so much. I could just watch... Endless scenes between the two of them. I love her and their dynamic. Yeah. Um, did you notice when she shook hands with Dylan, she commented on how soft his hands were? Yes. I thought that was, like, such a funny little aside. Like, why would that be such a great... <laughs> she's like, yeah, just such a great thing. But she's like, oh, so soft. Yeah. And, like, she was holding on to his hand. And, like, Carrie was like, okay, you can go now. You can go now. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Um, she is, like, zero filter. And I was just like, oh, I am Zelda. Zelda yeah. is me. <laughs> I just really am hoping for a best friend finds love trope in this movie. So I just wanted to say I'm pulling for you, Zelda. Yeah. I love her, too. Yes. She was a delight. But also, speaking of bad news from lawyers, Carrie ran the grandmother's old-fashioned crazy will Mm -hmm. by her own lawyer, who said, yes, unfortunately, it's ironclad, um, unless... Carrie gets married first and has her husband sign the company over to her. Hmm. Um, I feel like the entire premise of this movie hinges on the idea that a man would never decide to hold onto the company for himself. Right. Which, like, so would not be the case if this was a Lifetime original movie instead. (laughs) Like, that would make this a very different movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's also a very heteronormative plot. The grandma clearly never considered that her granddaughters might marry other women. Right. That just stuck out to me Well, she was... Yeah, very old-fashioned yeah. way of thinking. Yeah. So, like, not surprised there. Then, then the company would have just gone to no one. There would have never been anyone to ever own yeah. the company. Yeah. What would have happened? Idiot grandmother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not forward-thinking in any way. Um. So, anyways, first up. Internet dating. <laughs> Cue the Zelda and Carrie search the internet for a marriageable man <laughs> montage. It was a great montage. <laughs> Her list of guys' headshots and nicknames for the guys is as follows, in case you didn't 
see it as quickly and needed a slow-mo, I've given that uh, pause yes. and rewind yes. for all of us. Pony boy, <laughs> dimples, <laughs> El Presidente, hipster or European. I've also wondered, wondered that myself. The Shadow, Sir Smiley McDorkington, Prison, <laughs> 40 Love, which I have to wonder, was that like in reference to tennis? Right. Snake. And Backstreet, what a group of winners. Would you go out with any of those people mm. <laughs> based on those names? Such weird, like, nicknames. I know, Pony Boy. I, like, is that Greaser? I don't even know. I'm assuming it's, like, an Outsiders reference. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the Sir Smiley McDorkington was weird. <laughs> um, I always enjoy the fictitious websites that the prop crew creates for these scenes. The yes. uh, findyourforever.com, like outdated homepage design, yes. like do- didn't disappoint. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good one. I know. God forbid they like ever actually make it seem like a realistic one. <laughs> when this idea crashes and burns, she uh, tries meeting up with one of, with the one who got away from high school. Um, which goes much better. Mm-hmm. And she invites him as her date to her sister's engagement party. And to quote Paul, who I can't tell whether he was an ex or just a friend, he said yes. Yay. <laughs> I loved that moment mm-hmm. when he said that in the, in the coffee shop. Um, it's the engagement party. And guess who's the best man? Mm. None other than Mr. Dylan Courtney, the prickly lawyer. Ethan swears he's a good da- good guy and a literal lifesaver. But we're still on the fence about Ethan, too. So we'll mm. see. Um, Paul comes by to take sides on the tense situation, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. as well as to take drink orders. Ethan orders nothing, and so he shall get nothing, and nothing he shall enjoy, (laughs) says Paul. And, okay, Paul's winning me over here, so let's marry Paul, and the movie can just be over. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I love that Paul character. (laughs) Writing, again, really great. Casting, really great. Just want to take a moment to give credit where credit is due here. Yes, yes. Written by w- written by a couple of women. Obviously. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, another line that I'm loving from the movie is that in that scene mm-hmm. that when uh, when I almost said Ethan when Dylan walks away walks out of the room mm-hmm. when it's like super awkward then Carrie goes only movies got walking out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> So well delivered. Um, But alas, movie is not over. Mm -hmm. Dylan swings by Emerson Foods during the company Christmas party to discuss throwing a joint bachelor-bachelorette party at his family's cabin in the woods. And they both see each other in a new light. Dylan as a helper and Carrie as Santa's helper Mm. in a bit of a sexy question mark elf costume, Mm. to be precise. Um... Carrie doesn't know what to make of Dylan's nice side on on the bridal party getaway, especially when he apologizes and says that he feels like he keeps starting off on the wrong foot together. Mm-hmm. Or when Katie keeps pushing her to admit that she's hot that she thinks he's hot. Um, or when she's like saying that he's been asking about her. Yeah. And so 
that kind of like ends us on this is where it's all up in the air. Carrie, what do you actually think about Dylan? Mm -hmm. Dylan seems like maybe you're kind of into Carrie. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) For bingo in this section, we have a failing business, the Napa Winery. We have a couple of Santa suits. We have one of the, uh, the online dating guys shows up at her doorstep wearing a Santa suit. And at the Emerson Christmas party, we have uh, the dad sporting a Santa costume for their photos. And then we have a reunion, of course, with Carrie and Paul and their unclear high school relationship. (laughs) Question mark, question mark. He said yes. Yes. (laughs) And a couple of cute kids at the company party. Yes. We have a reindeer spotting on Carrie's mug. Yes. Uh, And then we have a baking moment with Carrie making sugar cookies in the kitchen of the cabin. Yeah. Dylan, uh, a dead loved one. Dylan's grandpa, uh, sorry, Dylan's grandpa is mentioned here about how he doesn't do Christmas at the cabin anymore. Um, the love triangle gets complicated where Carrie burns herself and it's like, oh, who will save the damsel in distress, Paul or Dylan? <laughs> and they're like, we can't both tend to your injury. <laughs> A duel to tend to your burn. <laughs> While her hand is like burning. Um, and then we have a nativity sighting on a street sign in town. Oh, one more. Oh, there's another one? Yeah, girl. There's a mistletoe kiss. Oh, yeah, mistletoe kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. They are, like, throwing mistletoe around on the sofas. Yes. And then the sister and brother-to-be start macking down on the couch as uh, Carrie makes sure to toss her hood up and make sure that she is nowhere to be found for yes. some mistletoe kissing when uh, Dylan walks... Not. Yeah, Dylan. It's when Dylan, Dylan walks mm-hmm. into the room. Yeah, that's adorable. She was like, no, I'm not going to I shall you. not kiss and you. And he, like, looks at her like, he's game. <laughs> I thought it was adorable. She is so not down. <laughs> or is she? <laughs> uh, next act. I get married first. I get Emerson Foods. <laughs> Plan is settling into place. Both Zelda and Carrie's mom have brought up that Carrie needs to discuss the whole company ownership thing with her sister and just like get this out in the open. And Zelda makes a really good point that she's going to be blindsided if surprise, I get married first. <laughs> but it's clear that like, Katie and Carrie have a very much, like, we don't talk about real shit kind of relationship and just, like, try to keep things, like, everything's fine and great in service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie finally gets Carrie to talk a little bit of business with ideas from Ethan to expand into new organic directions. And in my opinion... Carrie is, like, rightfully pissed the fuck off Mm -hmm. about this, which sends her into a tailspin to propose her plan and marriage to the poor, unsuspecting (laughs) Paul, who's been seeing her for all of, what, maybe, like, two weeks now? (laughs) Like, it's insane. At most. (laughs) Um, Come on, Carrie. This is not Christmas wedding planner. (laughs) You can't just expect to propose to to someone, like, and then get to know them. (laughs) Um, 
Carrie makes her grand proposal, and it crashes and burns as bad as the private jet that's waiting out back would have if they had actually tried to hop onto that thing and make the Vegas wedding plan happen, because, surprise, Paul is gay. Um, I hate how badly Carrie treats Paul when he turns her down yeah. in this scene, but I love how he turns her down and stands up for himself, which I was like, again, great script. And I also thought, great acting. Yes. 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 <laughs> like, I, it could have been very one note right. and really terrible. And I was like, okay, great. I'm glad that that's yes. not what happened here. Because she's saying, what's the big deal? Like, we'll just get an old. Yeah. And he said, I want to get married, but I want to get married to, to a man. man. Right. <laughs> just like. Yes. yes, I was like, Paul! <laughs> I was like... Ugh. Lay it out there. I like also. loved Paul even more. Like, I know. How can you love a character even more? I know. But this scene, I was like, I'm obsessed with Paul. I know. <laughs> Paul's spinoff movie, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, full, I'd watch the shit out oh, of that movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, completely distraught that her evil plan to shotgun her sister's shotgun wedding <laughs> fell apart. Carrie drowns her sorrows in martinis and she drunk dials Dylan, proposes to him when he comes to pick her up. She's a total hot mess. Mm. Um, then pounces on his plaid ass mm. by which, I mean, she falls asleep on his neck mid makeout attempt. Yes. <laughs> it's really sexy. Yes. <laughs> These attempted holiday proposals are growing great. Yes. <laughs> She's like zero for zero at this point. She's zero love. Love. She's just love. I get it. <laughs> great, great tennis callback jokes. Yes, um, I appreciate it. We all need guys like Dylan. I think he was like a total gentleman during that Absolutely. entire scene. Like he pays her bar tab. Yeah. And like the subtle nuances of consent, which I appreciated. Like him leaving the room while she changed into pajamas. Yes. Like him giving her like proper pajamas, not trying to give her like a bra and panty or yes. something. Sort and of then sexy like. Something. Yeah, and then like making sure she was put to bed before like he left. And like clearly, again, if you didn't know already, this script was written by women. So thank you. Yep. Thank you, writers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a breath of fresh air. What a breath of fresh air. Uh, did you get the clueless vibes from the Carrie and Paul movie watching scene? Yes. Oh my god, I love Josh. <laughs> I just want to say that yeah. every moment possible. Yes. I loved it. Yes. It was totally It was totally I, a, I, a clueless I wish, throwback. Yes, I wish that they had actually been watching Spartacus. <laughs> well, she was like, Are you cold? Yes. And then he grabs the blanket. I know, I wish she would have just put it only on and her he feet. Puts her, and I just like oh i love this movie i wish she would have been baking something I, for him well she baked at the cabin but she actually can bake so yes, yes. <laughs> i love this movie uh, yes um, that was so total clueless vibes you're right I loved it. yeah uh for bingo in this act we have token diversity times two surprise Paul is gay. Yeah. And also Ashley, who is um, Katie's bridesmaid friend that yes. we met at the cabin, who is a woman of color. Yeah. Like, the only. The only woman of color. I mean, Which is the surprising because they're in... of color in the movie? Yeah. Person of color. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in L.A., which is... That's the only thing I, I was mean, just, just like... just not diverse at all no, in L.A. No. 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 It's just a bunch of white people walking around, right? White, heteronormative, <laughs> Los Angeles. It's <laughs> what it's known for. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Carrie gives us her best adorably klutzy fall at the bar with Dylan. 
We also get an interrupted almost kiss between the two back at the apartment or her house. Um, And I'm adding charitable act here since I think Dylan, I mean, Dylan pays for her tab at the bar while she's incapacitated. And I was like, that's very charitable. Very charitable act. I'll take it. He could have just taken her wallet and, you know, but he paid for it himself. (laughs) Could have kept her phone. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He's a good, a good solid guy, that Dylan Courtney. That Dylan Courtney, that Mr. <laughs> Courtney. <sighs> I guess, I guess we'll have to change our first impressions. I guess our prejudices, who we think are prideful. <laughs> act four, last act. I've got this breakdown. What is it you want? Mm. It's the morning after the drunken proposal fails, and also the day of the rehearsal dinner. Time is flying by in this movie. Mm -hmm. But Carrie can't find her phone or her dignity. Mm. (laughs) Dylan swings by to bring her phone back, which also clues her into a whole lot of the night that she completely blacked out on. Specifically, everything involving him. He's clearly crushed. She's just mortified. And girl in there Mm -hmm. dylan gives a sweet speech at the rehearsal about love and shit i don't know uh and carrie finally goes all hard eyes whisking katie away to apologize and admitting her attempted marriage coup and belated gooey dylan feeling realization uh to which katie is like dumb and duh she offers for her and ethan to totally step back from the business and yes This is what you should have done from the beginning. Right? Literally, girl. You should have said that. You should have stepped back. Mm. You literally created all of this mess (laughs) from the beginning. Um, But then Carrie throws us all for a loop when she's like, no, wait, that's not what I want. Don't do that. So then Katie asks the million dollar question. So then what do you want? Okay. So you're with me then that... Mm -hmm. Why is it that now, like, do you think that if they had just had this conversation from the get-go, that they would have, like, avoided all of those unnecessary things? Yeah. And she would have, like, it, basically, it was Ethan's interference that messed things up? I think so. And they would have had a completely, because all throughout the movie, they kept being... People kept saying, well, that doesn't sound like something Katie would do Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. Katie wouldn't say that or whatever. I think she was just trying to please her, like, fiancé and Mm. and then he was kind of convincing her, like, hey, you know, we could do this organic line and we can totally make this ours. And she was opening up to the idea, like, his ideas, but they weren't, like, hers. And I think she, like, had some time to reflect and was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's your dream, you know? Yeah. But... You know, if we didn't have that conflict, we wouldn't have the movie, right? So Yeah. That still makes me not like Ethan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, cut to the wedding day, and there's a couple of surprises. For one, Katie still bought that wedding dress, even after her <laughs> sister dissed her in it, which personally shocked me. Mm. <laughs> like, I just wouldn't think that that would have happened. Yeah. Um, and two, Carrie resigned from the family food distribution company and decided to put in a bid to become CEO of the vineyard that was struggling Mm. instead. 
The tiny little backyard wedding goes off without a hitch, but can we talk about the color scheme? Because I cannot figure out the colors and styles Mm. that their parents, Ethan, Carrie, and Dylan are wearing. It's a very khaki, plaid, red, and royal blue wedding color explosion. I did not understand it. Well, and I just, I mean, like, the, the wedding dress, like, was just, like, awful a lot of things were happening there, there. was a lot happening it and didn't look stevie next to me it was it very did, confused no it looked very 80s like yeah kind of like an 80s uh, lace with a corset over it bustier it's yeah. not cute yeah um and then like carrie's dress is like this champagne like silk like shoulderless uh, you know like strapless dress yeah that wasn't the worst bridesmaid dress that we've seen in these movies no but it also had nothing to do with like there was the no real bri- style the, to it there was no style like it just there it, it was like so in, like there was no cohesion in terms of like the dress code i think they were just yeah. like wear whatever the fuck you want to my wedding i think that was kind of like the idea here yeah i mean i i thought it matched with the khaki that was going Mm. on like her dress did i just the only things i could find that seemed to be going on in general were there was some plaid there was red and royal blue Mm. and khaki going on across the board and i was just like is is this a color scheme like khaki is so tacky khaki is tacky even if it is a backyard wedding i'm Um, like no yeah i vaguely understand it for like a beach wedding a summery maybe but but like a wintery yeah Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? I don't understand why these movies, like, for all, so many of them involving weddings, why, like, none of them can get a decent, like, decor <laughs> going for, like, any sort of fashion uh, going for them. I don't know. I'm not hugely into fashion, but... I am, and Just that make was things just... look at least decent. <laughs> I don't know. Believable. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> One thing that did make me excited, though, because, like, the decor was not, mm. uh, was that we get to see Paul. Oh, our boyfriend. <laughs> of all people, he shows back up at this tiny little wedding of, like, maybe 30 people. Mm. So are we supposed to believe that Katie was equally as tight with him, despite losing touch after all of these years? Because mm. I was like, okay, Paul's at this wedding. Right. Of, like, absolutely no one is there. Mm. Um, but it does give Carrie a much-needed opportunity for apology, so that this movie doesn't leave our one token gay character, like, used and abused back in the last act. Yeah. So... I appreciated that. Uh-huh. We can let go of the weird reasoning for him being there mm-hmm. so that we get that moment. Um, he's chivalrous and he's kind despite being left beside the group's log cake. But, you know, it's magically delicious, yeah. as we now know from the one that you made. So <laughs> I'm sure he's not upset about that. <laughs> um, and Dylan cuts in to dance with Carrie and wraps up all of the final loose ends. So he's like, I like you. You like me. You like plaid. <laughs> Never mind the fact that apparently, like, she's probably going to need to move to Na- Napa, I'm guessing. Um, and it seems that he lives in Los Angeles. I don't know. Does he? 
Well, wasn't he at his house? Was he in in a? I assumed he lived in Napa also, and, and he, he came was like down flying to be down like, for... to be like the council. That's what I assumed. So he like flew down for the meeting, and then flew down again for like the uh, I think party. Maybe he was hanging out in L.A. I'm imagining for is like where that month. Because of the wedding. Oh. That's, right. That was my assumption. And then I was assuming that's probably one of the added bonuses of her taking this job. It's like he lives because in he Napa lives in Napa too. He, he probably I mean, it would both. make way more sense because his that, best friend is in Napa. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. Okay. It made sense to me. That makes way more sense. Because <laughs> also I was like, where are they going to like? Big Bear or something when they went to whatever random woods, you know. But I was just like, okay, I'm Tahoe. going with yeah, yeah, whatever any of this was. Um, but yeah, they kiss, and everyone but Zelda will live happily ever after. Apparently, because apparently she's ditching Zelda. Apparently, Zelda doesn't get right? <laughs> like she doesn't find love, and we just never see or hear from her again. Ugh. Aside from that, yay, great yay. movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> for Bingo in this final act, we've got a wedding. Obviously. Totally understated and not over the top <laughs> Christmas themed, which I appreciate. Especially after, like, what Christmas wedding planner. Oh, that was like, bows, bows, bows. Uh, and we have a declaration of love between I know Carrie, we love blood. Carrie and Dylan sitting in a tree. L A I D I G. Do you have a center square? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, the headshots <laughs> of the guys. Of the guys. Yeah. So, did you notice that the pony boy and the prison guy... Were the same person? Are the same exact person. (laughs) I was like, like, could you not... I had to rewind it, like, once. And then I was like, it's totally the same guy. It was like they barely even tried. They didn't even try. Like, they put, like, a beanie on him or something. Or, like, a bandana, I think is what it was. To, like, make him look different. Like, he has the same brooding eyes. He has, like, the unmistakable facial hair. And then, like, that jawline. I'm like, it's the same dude. Like... Come on. Yeah. Considering that was such, like, a huge part of that montage, like, of course we're going to notice that. I found it very upsetting, too. Mm -hmm. I was like, I wanted, I wanted there to be more with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that guy wasn't even one of the guys that we see her go on a date with. I know. Why did we get two headshots of him? And we don't even see him in the movie. Come on, Pony Boy. I wanted to see Pony Boy, the prison guy. Come on. Was El Presidente? Was that the. I don't. Was that. No. I, I don't know. Anyways. Mm. What was your center square? <laughs> <laughs> um, my center square was her weird ass elf outfit. That she was wearing. <laughs> okay. Describe. Well, I just... 
I know, it's just bizarre, because I was really trying to understand what it was that she was wearing. I, like, paused and went back on it a few times, because she had, like, pants on underneath. Then, Then she also had socks going on with it Uh. but then she also had the skirt happening and then she had double um headbands on yeah yeah and it just and it just seemed like a lot of things were happening and the way that he was reacting to her was like that he was basically like ooh baby kind of turned on by it like it was as though it was like a sexy like yeah like I mean he was I feel like he needed to have played that as though he was laughing at yes more. Oh, you have a light-hearted side yes. to you. Like oh, she's like chill. Yes, like, there's a laid-back yes. side to you and that I don't understand. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but instead he played it more as like oh. Wow, look at your outfit and those I love your antlers. That and, could I mean we all have our things. <laughs> we all have our we have things. Our, like, our fetishes. Maybe he has like an elf fetish. I like a multi-layered elf outfit. Like I'm glad that she. It wasn't. It. I'm glad there were layers <laughs> that were happening. It just. It, I was very confused by it's what a, was happening. It's a family there. company, and it needed to have. She needed. It needed to have had the layers. I just was very confused by yeah. what was happening with yeah. that outfit to the point where I needed to like rewind, pause, yeah, really assess what was happening there. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> That was my center square for this one. <laughs> yeah. In our final, f- I just want to get it out there because yeah. I still am not feeling good about Ethan. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Ethan. Okay. I, in the end, I feel good about Dylan. Yes. He's best friends with Ethan. Yeah. So that makes me initially, Ethan, Ethan is vouching for Dylan. And yes. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know, because we haven't seen great... We've just seen Dylan be, like, kind of a prickly hard-ass lawyer, and we've seen some red flags out of Ethan. Yeah. Then we get more won over by Dylan. Yeah. But we never get much more out of Ethan. He's pretty one-note That's character. True. That's so true. now are we to believe that... Ethan's a better character, a better person than we thought by way of the fact that he's best friends with Dylan, who we now know is supposed to be a better person Mm -hmm. because we've come to like him by the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, in the end, I still feel a lot of red flags about Ethan. Same. <laughs> so I'm not happy for him to be in the family. He's charming and handsome and I imagine they haven't been together for a long time so i feel like they're still in like uh katie's still in this like honeymoon phase in that in like their relationship and so she's not like seeing this stuff like a normal person would yeah um but yeah yeah he didn't really evolve right like yeah. and he doesn't redeem himself and he doesn't try to like get to know 
Carrie or he doesn't try to, like, make amends with her either. Yeah. So. The only thing that kind of recovers it is, like, Carrie's like, well, you know, those are some good ideas. Mm. Yeah, we should go organic. You you didn't have an organic line before? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Talk about antiquated. Yeah, maybe mm. maybe this business was bound to fail. Yeah. Well, maybe thank God for the forager. I don't know. I think, well, maybe. I just he, still had a lot yeah. of not great feelings yeah. in the end yeah. about the fact that this wedding was going through and Ethan was going to become part of this family that I liked. That I like so much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm. I don't know. Well, yeah. the second one's going to be about their divorce. <laughs> their divorce. Dylan's the attorney. Yeah. And then... You know, and then they have, and then, to, and then we have to deal with the ownership of the company. The ownership of the company, and then you know, the ne- the next marriage, the next wedding that's going to happen is obviously Paul's wedding. Yeah, yeah, because we need a wedding at the end of one of these. Yeah, and it's going to be at the winery, and it can be like a double wedding because Zelda needs to find love too. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Mar Vista, okay. I hope you're listening, or someone who works at Mar Vista. I feel better about this now. We want a sequel. Yeah. I know it's been a couple of years, but... We want all the same actors. We want everyone back. We want the team. We want the band back together. <laughs> Let's get this band back together. <laughs> <laughs> all of two of us are ready for it. <laughs> and Clamoring. like, two listeners. <laughs> yes. Yep, 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 yep. yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, what did you learn about this movie, speaking of Marvista? <laughs> sure. Um, of course we knew it was going to be a banger, because yes. Marvista was Mar Vista, like... Marvista, coming like, out. You know... Coming out hot. You know what you're going to get yourself into. It's going to be a good one. Um, so in the scene, I'm just going to talk about that scene again with Carrie and Paul, and they're watching a Christmas movie. Okay. Um, on the couch, and like Carrie is failing miserably at seducing him <laughs> you can faintly see the words holly grove in yes. on the tv screen okay do you know do you remember what holly grove in is is that white christmas Mm-mm. it is, is from this a fake movie no, no. it oh, okay. is a mar vista banger <gasps> and meet cute and mistletoe favorite the oh, spirit of I. christmas <gasps> of course it is the one where the lonely lawyer goes to a small town to finalize the estate of the owner of the inn that happens to be haunted by like the hottest 20th, 20th century ghost ever i know and then she ends up hooking up with said ghost i know I we've been on the fence about if we would do this or if it's already been covered too well by like you know mm. a favorite of the pod. How yeah. did this get made? Right, but then this also <laughs> made me think this was such like even more so yes. a clueless throwback, yes. like a clueless nod because like Paul is like, oh, I love this movie. I can't, you know, like it's never Christmas without watching this. And then like I the, love it. The ghost guy is like super hot. I love it. And like so he's it like, yes, I gotta watch this. He loves he's this watching movie it for him. The hot ghost. And then like in <laughs> Clueless, how Christians like he loves he Tony loves. Curtis. Yes. And I'm like, perfect. this is such a clueless <laughs> nod. Writers, I see you and I appreciate you. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and um, and that movie actually came out the year bef- 
for this oh, movie. Okay, so. so they're sneaking their the little, little Easter, Easter eggs. Egg. Yeah, I love it. Um, Carrie's fabulous hot pink and orange digs is the real home of artist Rhonda Vu and creative director Eric Allen. Oh, cool. And it's known as the Allen Vu House, which is located, of course, in the perfectly coincidental city of Mar Vista, California, oh. in West LA. Um, the 20,000, oh, sorry, the 20,000, no. Its 2,000-square-foot home is deliciously remodeled by famed architect Neil Denari and is actually available for filming bookings. <gasps> surprise, surprise. Surprise. Uh, writers, Allison Spuck McNeely and Cassie, apologize if I'm saying the name wrong, Cassie Tabineau, um, have cameos in the movie. I love this. And they play the wedding boutique workers, Rachel and Darlene. Oh, yes. Who are like, like oh my God, what kind of... Uh, the dress. Yeah, what yeah. kind of veil should it be? Mm. Yes. So those they are do our such writers. a great job. I didn't cute. think at all for a moment that they weren't really background Yeah, actors. they were amazing. They totally did a good job. We also have another cameo. Uh, casting director Mandy Sherman, All right. who obviously did a fantastic job on this movie. Loving it. Um, she lends her voice as Carrie's lawyer, who gives her uh, the bad news yeah, that, yeah. unfortunately, this will is ironclad. Mandy, we love you. Yes. You're amazing. Thank you for casting hotties. Yes. Dylan, can we talk? We didn't talk about Dylan. Oh, total hottie. I was like a smitten kitten with him. Love some... Brown eyes, brown Ugh. hair. He was a hottie. Yeah, he was a hottie. And then, like, I like looked through his IMDb and I was like, I need to watch something he's in. I don't. I don't think I've seen anything. Else I haven't he's been seen in. anything yeah. he's in. Like, yeah. he's in stuff. Like, he's in. He's working. The yeah. guy is like a really great actor, clearly, and he's doing things. But it's just stuff that I wouldn't watch. But mm-hmm. I was like, I need. I need more Dylan in my life. Thank you, Dylan, mm-hmm. for blessing us with your presence. Mm-hmm. Something and looking McLaughlin, right? Something, yeah. something McLaughlin. Looking really hot in red plaid. Um. <laughs> Look, Carrie wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jess McLa- McCallan was Carrie. Um, it's so funny. They have like very I know. similar last uh, names. When I first saw the preview, yeah. the uh, McCallan and McLaughlin. Oh, my. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I feel like we already know would we recommend this movie. Yeah. Yes. Pretty obs at this point. <laughs> we love this movie. I feel like it's my favorite of this season so far. Oh, I mean, it's really tough because you can't beat Christmas Wedding <laughs> for very different reasons. Very different. I love this movie for very different reasons. Yes. And it's like... This it's, is like just genuinely enjoyable to it's watch. It's a, a genuinely good Christmas movie. <laughs> more so, I think, than I remembered. I was like, yeah, oh. I liked it even more. Yeah. Like, I, it's a movie that I've been watching. Like, I watch it every year. The most bonkers premise ever. Right. But, you know... Aside they from that, but that's what these really movies well. are for. Yeah, yeah. Crazy premise. Yes. Married by Christmas. It's also known as the engagement clause on IMDb for some reason. And I think also said like Christmas contract or something. Interesting. Well, <laughs> on that's, that note, <laughs> that's our show. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Meet Cute and Mistletoe, and we also hope you enjoyed 
Married by Christmas. And all the other names it goes by. <laughs> Engagement clause. <laughs> If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, write a review, share with your friends, contact us on social. We want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. We want you to keep following us along uh, for this ride. It's a fun one. So we don't want you to miss out. (laughs) So, uh, you know, keep in touch. Thanks. Shout out to our fans in Japan, (laughs) in Brazil. Subscribe to Meet Cute and Mistletoe wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review, share with your friends, check out our website at meetcuteandmistletoe.com to get the episode recipes and more. And connect with us on social at mcmistletoepod on Twitter and Meet Cute and Mistletoe on all other platforms. Meet Cute and Mistletoe is produced by Kelly Ray and Lindsay Hathaway. Music and audio by Grendel. Artwork by Renee Granillo.